everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And today we're talking with an organization called One Purse. They're a nonprofit and they've been around for 10 years. They're based in Orlando, but anyone can get involved from what I'm understanding. So Heather Case is on. She's the founder of One Purse. So how's it going, Heather? It's going great, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me on today. This is a joy, an absolute joy. So I found out about you all from my aunt, Heather, Heather Snively. She's the one purse board chair. And so she's like, you've got to get them on. One purse is a great organization. And when I learned more about you all, it's like, yes, this needs to happen. So tell us a little bit about your nonprofit, your organization, and how you all are serving the Lord. Absolutely. So we empower survivors of sex trafficking to build healthy and sustainable lives. Um, And the Lord is always for us at the center of that because we don't believe that wholeness comes to anyone apart from him. Um, We are gentle with that, with those that we're serving. Um, Some of them have experience pain and association with their experience in the church or with faith. Um, and so it's, it's part of our identity, but it, um, oftentimes is something that we, um, hope they glimpse first through our love for them. And, um, so we do the work that we do, um, at the, we would say transition to thrive stage in serving a survivor. And I can talk about that a little bit as far as what the continuum of care looks like. Um, But yeah, we're all about walking beside them in their journey, encouraging them as they go, um, building community around them so that they know that they belong and that they, um, they have hope for a future and that God purposed them for great things. And um, what they have walked through is not their identity, Mm -hmm. Um, who he says they are is their identity. And we do all that we can to uplift them in that. Wow. 10 years ago, what were you doing 10 years ago to start this? Because what a big organization it is now. Um, But 10 years ago is when you all started. So what led you to say, we're going to ask people to donate their gently used purses to make a big impact for God's glory through relationships? Yeah. So, um, I often say I was in a season of leaving the finance industry, coming home to my four children. I was not looking for something else to do. Um, but God kind of interrupted me. Um, and he used uh, a purse to do that. I had become involved a little bit with helping some vulnerable women and children related to some organizations. And I was one day shopping in an upscale consignment store. I found a purse that I fell in love with. Um, but now as a stay-at-home mom, this bag was not in my budget. So I left the bag, but uh, I shared that the bag did not leave me. So I went back and visited this bag several times, um, hoping that I might overcome my, you know, concern over the finances and go for it. Um, But around that time, the Lord convicted my heart that for the amount of money I was considering spending on that one purse that I could change someone else's life. Mm. So at the outset of one purse, that all that I knew is that he was calling me to do something with women's purses to help vulnerable women and children. And it was really a journey of, we did start serving trafficking survivors in our first year, but we were also doing some other amazing projects back then, adoptions, um, fundraising for wells and, um, kind of as 
the Lord led, um, helping trafficking survivors was the one that wouldn't let me go of the projects that we started doing then. Um, and the outset of One Purse was women would donate their gently loved handbags. We would come together. Women would pick a bag that was new to them and they would give a donation in exchange for that bag. And that's how we raised funds. Wow. Um, but the Lord has very faithfully led us from that point to where we are today. Um, which we now have an employment program um, where survivors list um, purses in the e-commerce space that are donated to us. And we raise funds to fund that work therapy program. We also have a scholarship program for survivors. And um, we also do mentoring with them through a program that we're currently videotaping and will ultimately be on our right now media channel. So Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. That's great. Hey, broadcast God's love, man. And if it's through a computer program, <laughs> do it, do it. You know, that's great. It is that's so, right. it is so right. important to learn from others. I think sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like, why am I even doing this? Like, why am I even, you know, making this effort to do this? And I think what happens is we forget that there is someone who needs to hear the message God has put on your heart. You know what I mean? Like there's someone that needs Absolutely. to hear that you were a stay-at-home mom and you have four kids and you were leaving the finance mm -hmm. industry and God put something on your heart mm -hmm. to do something for his glory. And when we get into the hustle and bustle, I'm just thinking about for whoever's listening, they think my story doesn't matter. You know, how is God going to use me? Mm -hmm. God wants to mm -hmm. use you using your gifts and talents that you have right now, you know, like start now, start small. Yeah. There's a mentor. I Absolutely. To. Yeah. Brian Buffini, his thing is like, do it now. And so you mm -hmm. did, you started 10 years ago, you started this nonprofit. I would love to hear more about the comment you made when you said that you left that handbag, that designer bag, because you didn't have the money but you knew that you wanted to spend the money for God's good. And I might've um, uh -huh. twisted that a little bit, but I just think there's so much meaning to that because even when we go shopping, the Lord has a plan in it, you know? And as we're seeking God and walking yeah. in his spirit and walking in his ways, we're looking for opportunities to be a light for him. Even if it's a conversation with someone at a restaurant or a store, you know, for your situation, it was a bag on a shelf. It was a bag hanging up and you yeah. saw that God wanted to use that opportunity, something you are passionate about, you know, for any mamas mm -hmm. out there, a good mm -hmm. designer handbag. I mean, it means something, <laughs> you know? So if you could walk us through, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If yeah. you could walk us through just the, I'm thinking of like a trampoline, how you were just like, and yes, like there is meaning in that to encourage mm -hmm. whoever's listening to do what they do for him, even if it's shopping. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I, you know, in that season, when the Lord spoke to me through that bag, which is so interesting, right? I, yeah. I had some nice bags before then. I've had some nice bags since like what and why did he use that bag at that moment to get yeah. my heart and attention? I don't know. But what I do know is that um, I was reading a book at that time called The Hole in Our Gospel by Richard Stearns. And there were two quotes in that book. One was by Bob Pierce, who was the founder of World Vision. And he mm -hmm. said, don't fail to do something because you can't do everything. 
which I think is where a lot of us get stuck, right? We see all this need out in the world and we're just like, you know, what, what possible difference can I make? But that's really the enemy's game. You know, God puts opportunities and people in our path every single day mm-hmm. um, to be loved by him, to be served um, you know, as his hands and feet. So that was a really powerful insight for me. And also in that book, um, there was a quote from Mother Teresa, and she said, we can do no great things, only small things with mm. great love. And those two quotes in the early season of One Purse, I just clung to. Um, and also not despising small beginnings, right? Because when you, you know, set out to do really any work that the Lord's calling us too, right? right? It feels so small and it can, and the enemy would have us believe it's insignificant, but it's not mm-hmm. insignificant. It's you not. know, um, the work of our unto him is always of significance. Yeah. And so, um, you know, those were in the early days, things that really drove me to take the next step and the next step, believing that he really, you know, had a plan and a purpose for this encounter that he'd given me with this purpose and this mission that he was calling me to. So the work of our hands unto him is always significant. Did that just speak Mm -hmm. to somebody's Mm -hmm. heart? Like the work of our hands, Mm -hmm. like for his significance, Mm -hmm. for his glory. And Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can share with us some amazing stories of how God has used a purse to change a life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. I just want to know how God is using purses to make an impact. Is that just the worst question? Because it's so broad, but <laughs> Hey, wherever the Lord is leading you with that it, question, you know, you've got my attention. This is so neat. It is not, it is not. I mean, Um, let's see, two weeks ago, we sold a Chanel bag that had been donated to us. And that singular bag will fund at least three scholarships through one purse for survivors that are in hard places needing to believe that something else is possible in their lives. Um, and you know, when we say designer bags, you know, I always want to clarify that because that can be bags at the end of the spectrum that are Louis Vuitton's and Chanel bags, but it can also be Kate Spade's and Michael Kors bags. And, you know, we can convert as something as simple as a hundred dollar sale into books for a survivor, you know, Um, a $500 bag translate to a computer for a survivor, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the Lord, you know, and what's so awesome is these are, I say, sustainable resources, you know, like they're sitting in women's closets. Yeah. And we just need them to know that that beautiful bag that had a season in their life can now have a season in someone else's life and changing their life, you know, a new so, life. Behold, yeah. I am doing new things. What is that scripture? I can, yeah, that okay. is my scripture for this season, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. So is, I'm I, I, absolutely. Okay. Um, It's Isaiah 43. Yeah. 18 and 19. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And through COVID, right? I think (laughs) we have um, you know, it's all about perspective, right? It's all about perspective. You know, we, um, we went into COVID and we had a, um, a model that said women have to gather and bring their purses mm-hmm. and be able to. And, and so when COVID hit, like, Lord, what are, what, what's happening here? You know, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to move forward? Um, 
And he planted that verse in my heart. And, and I've seen him do it. Like I see the things that he's doing. I see how he has transformed our ministry. I see that how he is moving us forward and providing, even in a season that many are seeing lack, we're seeing his provision because of you know, I believe because his heart for those that he's called us to serve, you know? Wow. So we're doing this interview and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm thinking in this time, I want to ask Heather a good question next. And, you know, I was kind of in my head for a second and then I just prayed, Lord, decrease me and increase you like Mm -hmm. while you were talking. And Mm -hmm. then the scripture, when you were talking about your purses, about making old things new, the scripture came to my mm-hmm. mind about Isaiah 43, 19. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I need to look that up real quick because that's exactly what you're doing or God is doing through you. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs mm-hmm. forth. Do you not perceive it? Mm-hmm. Like he's making a way in the wilderness and rivers mm-hmm. in the desert. And mm-hmm. so when that just came to mind and you said, this is the Bible verse that's helping me in this season, mm-hmm. I just want to give glory to God for that. Because mm-hmm. for, for whoever's listening, if you're in a situation where you are like, I need to get out of the way, I need to get out of the way, like Lord, do what only you can do. Just praying the simple prayer, like right now is a testimony to that. Lord, decrease mm-hmm. me and increase you. Do what mm-hmm. only you can do. This is mm-hmm. your ministry. This is your platform. You shine your Holy Spirit. And so whatever you're walking into today, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 is a scripture that the Lord put on both Heather and I's hearts in this season, like mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. so think of how many scriptures there are in the Bible and that just happened. So I just want to, you know, take a break from that to say that just happened. And that was God and only God. And so as we continue on, I want to know more about the scholarship program. And I want to know about transition to thrive, just to paint the picture to whoever's listening. I know you all do a lot of things, um, Mm -hmm. but just to explain how it works. Once we donate a purse, what happens from there? Because there is a process to donate and we will talk about that. Um, it's very mm-hmm. easy, but um, tell us about what happens when we do donate a purse to one purse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if, do you mind if I back up just a second? Cause I never of know course. with the audience, if um, what the understanding is of trafficking, because I yeah. think it's important to understand there are multiple stages that survivors go through in their yeah. journey to wholeness and healing. Okay. Um, so we would say first the identification stage, like you know, um, just either self-identifying or through law enforcement or DCF, somebody's helping them be identified. Um, and then they need to stabilize, right? Oftentimes they're going through detox related to substances that they might have um, encountered. And then they go into a restoration stage. Sometimes that is in a safe home. Other times that might be drop-in centers or just trauma-informed counseling and, and healing part of their journey, but ultimately they reach a transition to thrive stage, a stage that we pray every survivor, uh, you know, reaches. And that is what's next for my life. And so that is one person's place or lane on the continuum of care to survivors. So it's important. I feel for people to understand that, to then understand what we do to serve them. So um, when we recognize that survivors are oftentimes 
um, you know, people have different images of how they arrive being trafficked and maybe taken sometimes comes to people's mind and they have ideas of abductions and things like that. Abductions actually represent 5% or less of trafficking. So yeah. the rest of trafficking is really happening because they've identified, they've been placed in some sort of a vulnerable situation, poverty, mm-hmm. um, you know, neglect, um, lack of education, you know, lots of different things, right? And because they go through that transition um, of being cared for doesn't necessarily mean those things um, disappear, right? Right. So they would say the statistic, Freedom Business Alliance says 80% of survivors are at risk of re-exploitation and relapse, 80%. So this is really the heart and challenge of our mission is to meet them at this very vulnerable place where they're trying to determine what's next for my life mm-hmm. and not to fall back or into the vulnerabilities that caused them to be trafficked to begin with yeah. and bringing resources around them. Right. So for us, that is our scholarship program. So women, I mean, we obviously exist um, through purse donations, but also generous giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people generously give to our um we have a dream givers fund. People give monthly to that. And that allows us to provide those scholarships. Um, we also then have our uh, mentorship program, which I spoke of earlier and then our work therapy program. And so when someone donates a purse, it actually goes into the hands of a survivor who then processes that purse through cleaning, photographing, describing it, uploading it to our store online. And then when that bag is purchased, they take care of shipping it and, you know, adjusting our inventory associated with that. So their hands touch the bag that ultimately then brings resources back to serve them and other survivors. Okay. So if right now you're wanting to check out one purse, where do we go to see the handbags? to buy them. <laughs> yes. So you can go to our website, onepurse.org okay. and click on the shop button and you'll go right into our, um, our closet. We use Poshmark as our primary, um, base for sales right now. Cause it really gives us, you know, a very large audience of buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but if you're on our website, onepurse.org and you click on that shop button, you will see the bags we have in inventory. Okay. I just went to your website and the first thing that popped up says 1000 bag challenge, join our 1000 bag challenge, learn more. Um, so tell us about that. Yes, we are. I think we've just crossed the 900 bag threshold driving toward that thousand bags, um, being donated. And so we're super excited. We believe that's going to happen before the end of this month and would love any of your listeners to be part of that. Yeah. Um, And we have an ongoing need for bags to be donated. So that's an ongoing need, but we're trying to meet this challenge before the end of the month, a thousand bags being donated. Oh my goodness. I see a bag right now that I want. (laughs) So if I, (laughs) so I know you're trying to get people to donate bags, but if we want to buy bags, you can do that too. It all helps. Absolutely. That's right. Buying or giving. <laughs> oh my goodness. This Kate Spade purse with the bow. I might have to make a purchase. I'm my, sorry, husband. Okay. So it's through Poshmark. That's really cool. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if we want to donate a bag, I know it's a simple process. How do we do it? Yes. Um, they can be mailed to our um, One Purse Dream Studio at 213 North Mills Avenue. That's Orlando, Florida, 32801. Um, anytime, obviously if anyone in your audience is local, they're welcome to drop them by our office. Um, but we get boxes in 
all the time and they fuel our mission. Yeah. I mean, really fuel the mission to make a huge impact. I just love the season that we're in where everybody's looking at their jobs like God, I mean, maybe not everybody. I'll just say some people, <laughs> if that's mm-hmm. you, great, is looking at their jobs like, and what what I'm doing, is it a good thing? Am I making a difference? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you take God as your leader and let him mm-hmm. work through you and you're working for the Lord, working for your for him as your boss, it makes whatever job you're in have purpose and meaning. And I just am thinking about the women who are cleaning these purses and getting them together and the impact that they're making by cleaning the purses. Is there anything you can say to people who are listening, who just need to be encouraged in their job through what you all are doing? Yeah. Well, I would just say that, um, that really the Lord can bring purpose wherever we are when we're surrendered to him. I mean, ultimately in a surrendered heart and life, he can work in any place at any time, um, through anyone who, who, you know, has submitted themselves to him. Yeah. Um, and wants to do that. I think, I think that's part of us seeking him in our every day is to, you know, allow him to lead. And, um, but then I also think to your point, there's a lot of people that are journeying right now, like, um, you know, is where I am, where the Lord has me. And am I doing the things that he has for me to do? Yeah. You know? And, um, and if not, I would just say, um, uh, bravely step out in faith because he is faithful to meet us and the things that he calls us to. And yeah. that's certainly been part of my journey and experience and following him. So yes. Leaving your finance job for kids, mama, mama, <laughs> You can give us some advice right there about following the Lord through parenting for children. How close together were they or are they? Um, yes. So my, um, oldest is now in college. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, there's two years between him and my middle son, who's a junior in Mm -hmm. high school. And then I have twins that are in seventh grade boy, girl. So I have three boys and a girl. Oh my goodness. A mama of twins and two other children. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There is something you have to share with the mamas right now. What, is there anything you can share with the moms and we're wrapping up, but for anybody who's listening, um, four kids, Uh, what do you have to say to moms? I would say release perfection, give them to the Lord and pray every day. I mean, you cannot do it without him. That's what I would say. He, he is, he's the secret sauce. There is no other secret sauce. Jesus is the secret sauce. Put that on Twitter. That is it. Jesus (laughs) is the secret sauce. Um, Is there anything else you want to share? No, just how grateful I am that you took the opportunity to learn more about One Purse. I hope some of your audience, you know, checks us out. And um, thank you for uh, just glorifying the Lord through the work that you're doing and giving us an opportunity to share. Super grateful. My pleasure. And it's so fun, right? Like we had fun today. Yeah, we did. This was awesome. (laughs) This was so great. I'm so energized right now by Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Just the fact that you had that scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 through Mm -hmm. 19 to bring today as the Bible verse that's helping you in this season. And when you were talking, Mm -hmm. that was the scripture that was on my heart. It's like, that's God. 
That is Mm -hmm. how he works and being submissive. Like you said, surrendering, it sounds so simple, but when you do it and walk through it and you're seeking him, he'll show up to where you're like, oh yeah, that is the prayer. That is the prayer that was just prayed and you showed up and you delivered and you walked us through it together. So yeah, before the interview, you were like, yeah, we'll walk through it. We'll walk through it. And I just think Mm -hmm. that, you know, through the questions, through the interview, through the process Mm -hmm. of getting this information and just to whoever's listening, I just want to pray like whatever you're walking through today, like God is going to walk with you through it. How do we connect with you all? Yes. um, Through onepurse.org. You have a contact on there. You can reach out by email, reach out to me, Heather at onepurse.org. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Lord, please decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>